Hi there, and thanks for dialing us up on the old podcast machine. I am Dave Johnson, a realtor in Reno, Nevada. Happy to be here on How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. And this time around, we're looking at the little details that can help you sell your home for the most cash. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, global real estate advisor, Dave Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jackie Lucky. Hello, and welcome to How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. I am very happy you are here. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. That is super important, and I'd love to uh, have you along every single week as I release uh, a new episode once a week as we uh, try to explore more ways to sell your house for the most cash in your pocket. I must first apologize this week. I sound like a um, a demon child with a, uh, like I've got two Kleenex stuffed up my nose or something. I was basically uh, basically at Lake Almanor over the weekend with my family and about, oh, 13 other people, I think. Uh, some family friends. So... That's not the story. The story is me trying to kayak. Oh, mother. So I think what has happened, either because I was sleeping in a tent, and I don't think this is the case, but it's two things. So it was either that I was sleeping in a tent and it got so cold at night that I've gotten a cold, or it could have been that it's because of kayaking and I now have a nasal infection from falling off the kayak and then trying to get back on about five or six times and each time inhaling like a ton of lake water and kind of getting my uh, getting like a neti pot lake system going on in my nasal cavity. Uh, but man, I got home yesterday and I just can barely talk. Head's all congested. I'm a mess. But I'm committed to doing the podcast. So here I am, sounded like a monster and all. So there are no sick days on how to sell a home for the highest price, okay? Or the highest price, whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm hopped up on Dayquil. I'm very sorry. Okay. Uh, so this time around, though, we're going to look at the little details of selling a home. And by the way, it was awesome. It's fun to go to really any lake. If you live near any lake, just go to the lake and enjoy it. And do some uh, looking around. Look at those homes on the lake. Because it's fun to kind of dream of buying a lake house. Or buying a house in... It doesn't have to be a lake, by the way. It could be uh, a a ski lodge or a ski resort uh, type getaway home. Or any kind of vacation destination. If you're a big woodsy person and and, want to be in the woods to hike and camp... Uh, those kind of things, but it's fun to kind of look at that real estate and dream a little bit, uh, and also imagine what the price is. And ju- this is totally random and off the off topic of how to sell a home for the highest price. But if you can, and I think it's available to consumers, I don't think it's just realtors that can do this. I think you can download uh, an app called HomeSnap, and HomeSnap it'll show you the price of homes right where you're at. So we were, oh sorry, got it. Silence my junk there. Uh, we were, uh, you know, driving along in the uh, pontoon that we rented, uh, which was a blast, especially with like uh, five kids running around. 
well, let's see. Yeah, five kids running around and Stella not running around. She turns one this week. That's our kid. Uh, and our three-year-old, Zach, was running around like crazy. But uh, but it was fun to kind of drive around on that lake. And I had my HomeSnap app up. And it shows where you are, in this case, in the water. But it shows, you know, the homes that you're driving by and how much they are. It's really kind of cool to see, you know, what that house is worth. And if any of are for sale in the area, it was uh, kind of fun to look that up. Uh, it also be would be fun to do that at the Lake of the Ozarks because I've been there uh, a thousand times uh, from when I was in my 20s and 30s uh, in my wilder days uh, with uh, friends in Kansas City. And that would be fun to do that there too because the, that lake has a ton of uh, little fingers off the main lake. So it's uh, very cool. Lots of real estate out there. But anyway, uh, that's my weekend. So if you hear me pause like this... <clears throat> that's me reaching for a Kleenex uh, only because my nose is just draining <sighs> constantly okay so uh, this week we're looking uh, looking at the little details of listing your home for sale that can really bring you a lot more cash and that all comes down to feeling welcome what makes you feel welcome when you walk into you know a friend's house for a Super Bowl party or a get-together with friends uh, at a barbecue. What makes you feel welcome when you walk in? Think about that and translate that to people walking in your home to potentially buy it. And that's kind of uh, what we're talking about this time around. So number one, and I've whined about this before, but step number one is temperature. Make sure your home is a comfortable temperature that uh, people will feel welcome. I, I talked about the uh, client uh, that we were looking at condos and we just had to go. Like this condo probably would have been the one she would have made an offer on because it was one story. It had everything she was looking for uh, with one, you know, little hiccup uh, that she didn't necessarily want. But overall, she really liked it. But the problem was that we couldn't even stand there and have her imagine her living there because it was so dang hot. We were, both, we were both just sweating bullets. And yeah, it was like 95 or 100 outside. It gets hot in Reno, but little humidity. But still, inside it was just boiling, and we couldn't even do it anymore. We're just like, okay, let's go. I mean, she's dripping in sweat. I'm about dying. And luckily, we just ended it. And and you, you'd be surprised how many times that happens where people just are not, they don't feel welcome. And the same can happen in the winter. If it's brutally cold outside, Turn on your heat to at least like 65 or something to make it feel a little bit comfortable for people to spend some time there in your home and imagine themselves living there. That's exactly what you want to have them offer the most money possible for your home is to make them envision themselves living there. It's that simple. So really focus on the temperature, make sure it is welcoming, make sure, you know, if it's a nice breezy day and it's, you know, the temperature is 65 or 70, open the windows, fine, whatever. But, and you don't have to go crazy, but just don't make it sweltering hot or sweltering cold, depending on the season, because it will turn buyers away. They will not spend time in your home and you will not get offers. And you'll wonder, oh, I wonder why. And I get it. Like the place that we looked at where we were sweating bullets, it was vacant and often people are like, well, I don't want to spend money on uh, air conditioning if it's going to, if it's vacant, then at least put it 
at a temperature where it's just not off. That's all I'm asking. Just don't turn it off. Put it at like 74, 75. At least make it survivable. That's the point. Please don't kill the guests that are trying to look at your home to potentially buy it. They don't want to die in your home, and they're not going to spend time in there if they can barely breathe. Okay, I think you get the point. So look at the temperature. Make sure it's comfortable, please. Also, make sure the smells are comfortable. Huh. I have to be careful about how I uh, approach this one, but... Uh, you know, honestly, this is a difficult one for homeowners because they just don't smell their own home. That sounds crazy. You don't hear people say that, but it's true. They just don't smell their home because they're so used to it. I remember uh, what, my best friend, Ed, in Kansas City, he used to work at a printing company when he was like, you know, I think 22 or 23. And I would go visit him at night. We would go, you know, when we're out gallivanting around town. Uh, I would meet him after work sometimes. I would walk in and about pass out from the smell of the ink, from the ink warehouse. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? He didn't even notice it because he was so used to it. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, I can barely breathe in here. So take a look at those things and get a second opinion. Have your cousin who lives across town come over. Have a friend come over. Make sure they're a brutally honest friend, though. You want the truth in this case. And if your house has a smell of, you know, animals, if it, if you have dogs or cats or pets or whatever, uh, you need to know that and you need to fix that because that's also not welcoming when people have to uh, have an unattractive uh, smell, okay? Uh, my first listing ever. I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to get disgusting. But my first listing ever had a distinct smell of dog urine. And I, the, yes, like that, 100%. And I would go in for open houses and I would spray the living hell out of that house with Febreze and odor neutralizers and all this stuff and it didn't help. It just was, it is what it is, unfortunately. But if you can avoid those smells, please do so because it will net you more money for your home very subconsciously. And yes, it does. you've heard the old realtor trick of like, uh, you know, baking cookies. That actually makes people feel welcome. If they walk in the house and smell cookies, it's like, oh, it's home. It sounds nuts. But I will tell you, don't overdo it with Febreze and all those plugins and all that stuff because... People catch on very, very quickly these days, and if you have too much of a of a bottled smell, let's call it, let's just, you know, give it that name. If you have too much of a bottled smell, that can turn buyers off because they're thinking, what are they hiding? And a lot of them just don't like it. My wife is very much against any of those things. She's, you know, it's just, they turn her off, so... Some people are turned off by those scents, uh, so make it light, whatever you do. If it's baking cookies, great. If it's baking, uh, you know, something else, uh, I don't even know what, but baking something, that definitely can have an inviting smell for people. But aside from baking, don't overdo it with candles and don't overdo it with those plug-in things or sprays because if you overdo it, that will turn pe uh, some people off. 
So try to neutralize those smells. If you do, you know, have a, a pet smell, try to get rid of that carpet or that area rug or really, really clean that laundry room that you keep your animals in or whatever it may be. Just take a close look at the smells and know, don't just walk through your house and say, oh, I don't smell nothing. Smells good to me. Uh, no, get a friend, get a neighbor, get somebody who's going to be honest with you and say, hey, do you smell anything? We're getting ready to sell our house. Do you smell have any weird smells when you walk in? And just, you need somebody to be honest with you because, again, you will not smell it. It's that simple. Um, And this one kind of goes along with uh, what I'm talking about with smells and kind of the little details of selling your home. And that is the scented candle or the, the baking of the cookies, or something, do, give it a slight scent of welcomeness. So go that extra mile, and if you don't have to do it, you can ask your realtor to do it, and they'll be happy to do it, I'm sure. But uh, either way, make sure you provide an enticing smell. And I've, I actually know realtors, I've never done this, but they just go buy a, a tube of uh, the cookie dough, <laughs> I'm having such a hard time talking or even processing a thought because I'm so hopped up on Dayquil. But anyway, um, some realtors will go buy, you know, just the tube of cookie dough from the store instead of whipping it up themselves. And they just bring a baking sheet and turn on the oven. And they not only have some tasty cookies to hand out in non-COVID times, of course, uh, but they have tasty cookies to hand out. But also, it's more important, they have the smell of those cookies throughout the entire open house right there so it's it's an amazing uh thing to do so if you know you've got a ton of showings coming up uh, it, let's say it's a friday and you know you've got a ton of or you will have a ton of showings over the weekend like on saturday you're gonna have you know a ton of people in the afternoon either you do it or have your realtor do it but bake a, a pan of cookies it only has to be one by the way too because that smell is all you need uh, you can ask your realtor to do another one for another round, especially if you have an open house. It's a good idea, but open houses aren't really a thing right now with COVID either. Uh, but yeah, get those cookies. I mean, that's a great way to just instantly psychologically trick people into feeling like they're at home and have a welcoming environment. And it's very much more likely that they're going to offer a substantial amount of money on your home as opposed to someone else that smells like cat pee. <laughs> you know, just to be frank, that's about uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and and the little details. One last little detail is make sure you provide little refreshments. And again, you don't do this, but if uh, you can, as the homeowner, you certainly can. You know, even if it's a if it's you know those little what are those called? Andy's mints, those little thin mint things. I don't. They're not called thin mints. That's the Girl Scout cookies. Oh jeez. But the Andy's mints, they're green. They're a rectangle. You got me? Okay. Even if it's a small bowl of those and some baby waters uh, put out in the kitchen with a nice sign that says, welcome, you know, guests, uh, please take a look at our home. Please take your shoes off. Don't give us COVID. Whatever. Whatever you want the sign to say, but just, it doesn't have to be a smell, but have that welcoming feeling of providing a few waters and some mints or a tiny little thing to take, whatever. But and again, you don't have to do that. You can ask your realtor to do that. They'll be more than happy to provide that. 
And that can really go a long way in making people feel welcome because that's, I shouldn't have called this the little details of real estate because it really is making people feel welcome. That's the most important word of this podcast is welcoming. Okay. So there you go. Um, I can't think of uh, any other little details, but uh, just besides, you know, the, the cleaning up of the clutter and make sure the kids' rooms are clean and that kind of thing. But those little details really, the most important ones, the temperature, the smell, the overall feeling of feeling welcome. That can go a long way in getting your home sold. And yeah, I mean, we're lucky right now. It's a seller's market in a lot of the country. Uh, Reno especially is seeing a ton of growth right now and a ton of buyers moving in from uh, all over the place, but especially from California, as a lot of people are kind of getting away from the bigger cities in a lot in response to COVID from what the experts are saying. They, a lot of people just want to be away from big cities in case we do have a uh, big uh, fall relapse in the COVID world. A lot of people just want to be kind of in more suburban areas. So we're seeing a lot of growth uh, because of that. We're seeing a lot of job growth here in Reno, and uh, it's a seller's market across much of the country, so you got to make your home stand out, and uh, ha- providing a welcoming environment is definitely a huge step in getting multiple offers on your home. So that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully, next week, I will not sound like a mutant uh, with uh, Kleenex stuffed up my nose, and uh, I'll be on the mend. But uh, until then, it's, I'm guessing, I'm no doctor. I'm just an idiot. But I'm no doctor, but I'm guessing this is a sinus infection that will hopefully be gone by the next podcast. But thanks so much for listening. Please tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, obviously, you know, a homeowner is who we're targeting here to uh, get this information to and get them the most money for their home. So if you have a friend or a family member who owns a home, uh, let them know about this podcast. We've got uh, quite a few episodes and quite a few resources there that uh, can really help homeowners understand what they're going through. Because the reason I started this podcast is there are so many resources for first-time buyers, but I wanted to be a a source of information for sellers, especially first-time sellers. Because if you've never sold a home, it is a process. And I think I've said this before on a prior podcast, but I remember selling my first home back in Kansas City, and I did so many little fixes to this and that and that and this and updated this and painted that and whatever. I was like, oh man, I don't want to leave now. But uh, it really is wild getting a home ready for sale because you kind of, you know, make it look like you've always wanted to, but then you're leaving. So it's kind of like, that sucks. But, you know, it's all in the sake of getting the most uh, money for your home. So hopefully this information helps. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time on how to sell a home for the highest price. Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.